been, um, well, every week that I preach, in, in a sense, it's sort of a, a wrestling match that, um, you know, wrestling um, uh, with myself, wrestling with God, um, wrestling with Nate sometimes. Um, but it's uh, always about, you know, you know, what is the word, you know, from, for, for today? Um, and, and this one, as we've been focusing on, as we'll focus this week, on what Jesus teaches about sacrifice. What, what are the, the things that we sacrifice, that we, we give up or that we, we take on, that, that, that we wouldn't do if we weren't followers of Jesus? You know, what, what, are, what are those things? And it really it led me to two questions. I mean, one is, you know, what would you say are those things in your life? And it may be that you just hang out with that for the morning. What, what, what are the things that you, have, that you deem you've sacrificed because you're a follower of Jesus? Maybe things that you've done you wouldn't have done otherwise or things that you uh, haven't done because you're a follower of Jesus and that you see that as a, as a sacrifice. Some of you may just say, well, you know, I'm stuck here listening to you for 15 minutes. What else do you want as a sacrifice? Thanks, Dad. Uh, and then the next question, the other question, is it really a sacrifice? Is it really a sacrifice? A passage this morning speaks a lot to what we've been singing and what we consider in, in Mark chapter 12, starting with verse 41. It's found on page 825 in your pew Bible. Or you can follow along on the screen. Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your written word as it speaks to us of what, what is true, what is real, what is, what is beautiful. And we ask now that your spirit would open the very ears of our soul to hear from you and to apply in our lives to speak to us around what truly is a sacrifice. And what that means for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, this is uh, Jesus at a worship service, in a sense, and they're taking up the offering. And that's where we hear this particular story. Jesus, uh, he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So just ask the same questions here. You know, what's the sacrifice here? I mean, this, this woman, this uh, widow is poor, and she ha- what, all that she has, what little she has, she comes and puts it in the offering plate. I mean, it's where we even get the saying, your last two cents. You know, it's where, what she came and gave. So it means she's given it all. 
uh, to God. She's saying, okay, God, all that I have is yours. Seems like a huge sacrifice. But what does she receive for what she gave? I mean, what, what is now hers? I mean, she gets a shout-out from Jesus. Yeah, I mean, she gets God in human form saying, way to go, girl! Right? I mean, she, he starts hyping her head because she gave it all. Now, so is it really a sacrifice? Well, let's, let's turn it on its head. Let's, let's look at it from another perspective. Let's say that the woman is there in the gathering and she says, you know, I only got two cents. Only got these two copper coins. And so, you know, I, I'm just going to keep them because it's, you know, it's all that I got and I really need it. And the story ends there. And, and she does not receive the, the verbal, public affirmation of Jesus to all of his disciples. Tell me, which one is really the sacrifice? Where, which one does she really lose? In the events with Jesus here where she gives it all and, and receives his affirmation or in the one where she keeps the two copper coins and the story ends there. I mean, she would miss out on the, the public shout out of, of God in human form. So I wonder, and I invite you to wonder with me, are they really sacrifices? They're really sacrifices that we make if they are according to the will of God and for the love of Jesus. If they are acts that we make because of our trust and dependence and faith upon God. Is that really a sacrifice? Or is it maybe a so-called sacrifice? A perceived sacrifice? A perceived short-term loss that leads to an eternal long-term gain? And the, the only reason they're perceived as losses is because we look at them from the world's standpoint. That we look at them from human, with human eyes. Because ultimately, what is real and important and of value is according to God's eyes. According to God's character. Not our perceived sacrifices. I mean, from the world's view, what the, the woman is doing is a great sacrifice. But from God's view, it's simply smart. It's just wise. That, that, that we put it all in the hands of God. In a way, what could be wiser than that? You want to put it in somebody else's hands? You want to keep it in your own hands? It, it is a perceived sacrifice and a battle within us. Yet, it is absolutely wise to give it all to God. 
Jesus had a similar conversation with the disciples, with those guys that were hanging around with him. They, they were asking the same thing. I mean, they, they had all left everything. You know, there were a bunch of guys who were fishermen, and they left their nets and their boats. They left their families and the family business. And Jesus said, come follow me. So they said, okay. And they threw it all to the side and went and followed him. And, and they're struggling with the same thing. You know, in the midst of it, from human eyes, from the worldly perspective, which is where we live, you know, is it worth all this sacrifice that we've made? In Luke chapter 18, I mean, Peter is saying that to Jesus, sort of crying out in that, that way. And he says to him, um, and it's on the screen even, look, we, we've left our homes and followed you. And Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, there is no one who's left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not get very much more in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Now tell me, which one's the sacrifice? To give it all to God so you receive all much more? Or to keep it for yourself and say, God, you keep your stuff. I'm going to keep mine. You know, we, <laughs> Amen. Okay, we're done. So from the human world standpoint, we make sacrifices to follow Jesus that demonstrate our commitment, our trust, and our faith. I mean, the woman believed that God was worth it all, so she put it all to God. Peter and disciples believed that Jesus was worth it all, so they cashed it all in to follow him. You know, I, I think if we look at this idea of sacrifices in, in a human, from our human perspective, that, that you know, yeah, it seems like a sacrifice. It feels like one internally. It, it seems like that one in the eyes of the world. But really, what, what I think we struggle with in this notion of sacrifices and following God is that from our human standpoint, Mick Jagger had a great theological point. One of his songs with the Rolling Stones really you know, says it well. As, as a parent, I sing this song regularly to my, my children. But let, let's... We'll let him. One of my children just rolled their eyes at me. <laughs> No, you can't always get what you want. Yeah, and, and amen to that, isn't it? I mean, that's like, that's, that's the, one of the greatest wonders of God's grace. Because, you know, I'm telling you, when I was a high school student, when I was a college student, when I was a single male, I wanted to have sex. I'm thankful that Jesus intersected in my life before that time, before all those interests, desires, and longings were within me. And at the time, I thought it was a monstrous sacrifice. But now, I'm like, God, you are brilliantly wise, and thank you. Thank you for knocking me upside the head. At times, being called into the, the ministry, I can get in a little pity party or building myself up for all the sacrifices that I make you know, in ministry. Don't laugh too hard. <laughs> you know, you, you know, so I, 
every Sunday morning when that alarm goes off really early, what I want to do is pick up that alarm and throw it against the wall. And I want to lay down and go back to sleep. And yeah, so you, you largely you don't have weekends when this is your call. <laughs> and that, uh, got one amen from Karen on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that, that's just, that's what it is. So what, wow, what a sacrifice. Really, is that a sacrifice? Or is it a wonderful fringe benefit of the job that it's just not a choice for me and for my family 46, 47 Sundays a year to gather with God's people, to hear from God's word, to sing God's praises? You tell me, I'm really getting confused. Which one's the sacrifice? I think in for us as a, as a people, you know, there are, you know, there are huge pictures of sacrifice. When we think about folks that, that you know, we think sacrifice, go on the mission field, go into places where, you know, they, they don't have running water in order to share Jesus with other folks. You know, but not many of us are going to do that. And, you know, the people that do, when they go and do it, they'll come back and say the same thing. I'm sorry, y'all had to sacrifice by staying here and supporting me while I could really go do what was wonderful. So thank you for your sacrifice of giving so that I could go serve in the the middle of nowhere. But I I think for us, for us in in this setting, what are some of the, what we see as sacrifices or or things that that lead us to make sacrifices to ourselves, to, to maybe even do things that would harm us in some ways? Or they're at least very difficult to do. And again, these are, these are simple things. These are the things that, that, as I looked into this, thought about this, that these are the two things that came to my mind, or maybe three. One is, is truth-telling. We tell the truth. Because the God we serve is truth. And, and you know, you've all been in situations, whether it's at school, whether it's at work, at home, in the neighborhood, where... Yeah, you don't tell the truth because it's just too hard. No, you, you cheat because it's easiest. You know, taxes are coming up. Yeah, what's the federal government going to miss my $150 on this one? What's the state going to miss just on, on this right here? This, you know, this $100 right here. Well, it matters because we're people of God and God is truth. And it's not a sacrifice to do what God calls us to do. So we seek to be a people to tell the truth. We, we seek to be a people who keep our promises. You know, we make oaths. We take oaths we, we, with one another at baptism. When you join the church, when you're officers in the church, when you sign contracts, whether it's at the church, whether it's at work, you, you, you make promises in marriage. You make promises, and we seek to keep those promises even though it seems like a sacrifice in the moment. We're truth-telling, promise-keeping people. And we submit to authority. 
Yeah, y'all can you sort of feel that one hurt right there. Can't, can't you? I mean, it's, that, but that's who we are. That's, that's what Jesus did. It's what Paul told us it meant to be a follower of Jesus, that we submit to authority, that we honor and respect our government authorities, our, our work authorities, our school authorities, our, our church authorities. We honor and respect them and submit to them as we submit unto Christ. And yet, that means that we have to give up maybe what we want to do. Listen to Mick Jagger. <laughs> Don't always get what we want. And as a church, what that, that, that means for us, that we, in a sense, sacrifice what we want or, or what we like. It really, I think, is, is captured by our desire to be connected in Jesus no matter our differences. Yeah, what that's saying right there is we got differences. We got differences in our preferences and what we like and what we don't like and what we want and what we don't want. And we're willing because we to come together in the name of Jesus to let those secondary, important but secondary preferences fall by the wayside. That if that, that song is being sung and it's not doing it for me, but I know the person that one pew over is doing it for them, I celebrate that and I recognize that as part of connecting with one another in Jesus, no matter our differences. And we sit in the conversation and we recognize that one of us may vote in a certain direction and the other might vote in the other direction. And we set aside those differences because we are in the same direction in Jesus. You know, what, whatever happens with the, God's leading us in this journey of our denominational affiliation, um, you know, there are some things that aren't going to change, even though some things might change because of that. And one of them are, that we're going to preserve is that commitment to connecting in Jesus no matter our differences. But is it really a sacrifice? Is it really a sacrifice to, to fulfill the very heart of God? If, if we know that the end of all things will bring all people together in Jesus at the throne, then is it really a sacrifice to let go some of our own personal preferences, rejoice with one another, to broaden ourselves enough with one another, but to be centered in Jesus knowing the end of the story? That, again, isn't really a sacrifice to live in the very will and desire and heart of God. Because in the end, we gain the shout out of Jesus. Well done, my good and faithful servants. So do we just throw the word sacrifice out? Do we just use the word perceived sacrifice? Well, no, I think there is one and only one sacrifice. There is one and only one who had need of nothing, yet still gave for the benefit of others. I mean, God in God's self, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the, the triune God is in need of nothing. God's, God's existence cannot be improved upon. 
There is nothing that anyone outside of God can give to God to somehow supplement God's peace and joy and love and satisfaction. There is nothing God gains outside of God's self. That is just the nature of the the perfect expression of God. His perfection. So since there's nothing to gain outside of God's self, then anything given outside of God's self is sacrifice. So when God the Son left the beautiful wonders of heaven in order to become human. That is a sacrifice. The one and only sacrifice. That that God the Son was sent, it left the wonders of of heaven in existence that is not bound by time or space, that has no pain, then enters into our existence being bound by time and space for our benefit. That is a sacrifice. God chooses out of a pure love, a perfect love, for us to give himself, to secure our forgiveness, to accomplish our forgiveness, to pay the price for our disobedience, for our brokenness, for our sin. He pays the price so that we don't have to. His sacrifice is our gain. So it's a perfect Sunday to gather at the table where we celebrate, where we receive, where we rejoice at the one and only true sacrifice on our behalf. Amen.